Well, here we are. It is time, Simba. If you understand that reference, you might be about the age where we should be working together. It's possible. But it is now one of three times a year that I'm accepting clients for my freedom framework, overcoming food sensitivities and increasing energy without unnecessary restriction. My goal for my one-on-one clients is to take them through frameworks and explore tools for achieving 50, 80, 90% of their goals in just a few months and show them how to continue to heal on their own so they don't need me anymore. Honestly, I think we're doing great one-on-one work here, helping women that would otherwise be falling through the cracks, thinking that they're just aging, that they're just moms, that they just, and it may be true that they just have stress when really those stress hormones and their other core systems just really need some serious support and some serious love to serve them for years to come without symptoms. So if you'd like to clear inflammation, eczema, food sensitivities, or improve energy and brain clarity, I'd love to chat with you. You can book a call with me at kristabigler.com forward slash FSS, kristabigler.com forward slash FSS, and that link will be in the show notes. Welcome to the Less Stressed Life podcast. This is your host, Krista Bigler, private practice integrative nutritionist, helping people across the U.S. reverse digestive issues, eczema, and autoimmunity via phone and video consult. To learn more, visit lessstressednutrition.com. Now, on to the show. So today on The Less Stressed Life, we have Janice Newell Bissex. I don't know if she goes by all all the names, but she can tell us here in a second. So Janice is a registered dietitian, nutritionist, cookbook author, speaker, and holistic cannabis practitioner at Janibus Wellness. I first heard Janibus, or Janibus, I'll just call you, I'll just call you whatever I want now. First heard her speak uh, in the last, last fall at a conference and just loved, she was wonderful. She went through all the research beautifully. So really wanted to bring her to you, but you know, she wasn't always, she wasn't always a cannabis expert. Really, a few years ago, she was creating recipes and educating families about healthy cooking. And then some things changed. And she uh, got into some cannabis. She became a holistic cannabis practitioner. I want to say it doesn't say this in your bio, but I want to say it was health issues with her dad, which she can tell us about shortly, that really got her into the curiosity of this. And um caused her to train in it. And now she's very well known for this. So we're excited to talk to uh, Janice today. Let's just jump in. Welcome, Janice. Thanks, Krista. It's good to be with you. Yeah. So I was flubbing through your bio and I was talking about, was it your father's health that got you into cannabis consulting? Was that what it was or was it something else? Yes. No, it was indeed. Uh, About three years ago, uh, if you had told me I would be a holistic cannabis practitioner, I would have definitely laughed and said, that is just not anything in my wheelhouse. But then my dad uh, was ill and he had some severe pain. He had uh, multiple spinal uh, fractures and they put him on all the the usual pain meds and they made him groggy and severely constipated that required a hospital stay. So at the end of that hospital stay, I said to his doctor, is there anything else we can do for his pain? I said, what about medical marijuana? which I knew nothing about. As dietitians, you know, we're not trained in this stuff. And the doctor looked at me and said, I think that's a great idea. So I thought, oh, no, now I need to learn about this. So I did. I did my research. And the more I read, the more I thought, wait a minute, this has been used for thousands of years medicinally. Why is it that we don't have access to this plant and and the health benefits? So 
we got dad certified. I took him to a dispensary. He was in excruciating pain en route. We came home. We got a high CBD vape pen. He took a couple of puffs. He said, I'm going to go take a nap. And he stood up and he said, wow. And I said, are you dizzy? Are you okay? And he said, I'm not in pain. And that was it. That was the day that I decided I would change my career and go back to school and learn more so that I could help other people in similar situations. So you were talking about medical marijuana, but CBD is quite different. Let's make that distinction now. Let's talk about that. Okay. Well, first of all, marijuana is a is more of a slang term. So I don't really use that term. It's cannabis. Mm-hmm. So cannabis has been used forever. And so cannabis and hemp plants. Let me let me go through this first. So you have a cannabis plant and a hemp plant. The only difference is that the hemp plant has less than 0.3% THC. So the THC is the compound in the cannabis plant that makes you high, makes you stoned. But it also has a lot of medical benefits as well. So it's not the bad cannabinoid. CBD, on the other hand, is one of the other cannabinoids that has a host of health benefits. It it can help decrease anxiety, pain, help with insomnia, GI issues, muscle spasms, helps with blood sugar control. It's kind of amazing. And it doesn't have that psychotropic effect. It's not really correct to say that it's non-psychoactive because it does affect our brain and it's neurocalming and decreases anxiety. So it does have some action on our brain, but it's not intoxicating. So that's the difference between hemp and cannabis. So CBD and THC are two different cannabinoids in the plant. There are over a hundred cannabinoids in the plant and they kind of work synergistically to create some of these medical benefits. So where does the CBD come from most often? Is it coming from hemp or is it coming from the cannabis plant or is it coming from both? And does it matter? It, it can come from both. Legally, when it comes from hemp because of the 2018 farm bill that made processing and growing of hemp legal, I think that a lot of people are thinking, okay, it's better legal-wise to use CBD from hemp because cannabis is still federally illegal. It's a Schedule One substance. So cannabis and its derivatives are illegal federally. So that's why much of the CBD that we see on the market is from hemp. And there are different kinds of hemp too, Krista, because you can have industrial hemp that is grown for rope and and, and clothing. And then there are medical grade hemp. So the, the hemp that I work with is a medical grade hemp that's bred to be very high in CBD and the other cannabinoids. Yeah, hemp's been around since. All I think about is that hemp lotion from the tanning bed salon. <laughs> just can't get that out of my brain when we think when we talk about hemp. Well, the Betsy Ross flag was made of hemp, and the first Bible was made of hemp. So it's 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 like I said, it's been around. It's used for a variety of things. I love real point of references. Thank you so much. That's fun. <laughs> You're fun. I saw that. I've seen Betsy Ross's flag a few times. It has to be kept in a dark room. <laughs> anyway, uh-huh. uh, let's talk about. So, does it? It doesn't really matter. The quality doesn't really matter. Um, where it comes from? Does it? Is it very well disclosed on the label? We know that none of this is. See, this is where things get tricky because nutritional supplements aren't really like regulated completely or Mm -hmm. not at all. But this is not really the same because we've got this whole legal component. So it makes it always a little bit trickier. So let's talk about what is necessary to have on the label, etc. How do you know you're getting good quality? Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. Right. Quality is very important. And the FDA did a study 
on CBD products that, that you can buy online. And they tested lots of products and they found that 70% were mislabeled. Many of them had zero CBD. Some of them had way more THC than was stated on the label. So it's unfortunately a little bit of the Wild West out there, which is why I sourced my own CBD. I had no intention of doing this. When I trained and I was starting to counsel clients, I, I didn't want to have my own brand. I didn't want to deal with that. But the more I looked and the more I read about the stuff on the market that was so bad, I said, I need to have control over what I recommend to my clients. So I did research to find a brand that I could recommend, and I found an organically grown hemp-based uh, CBD grown in Colorado with a vertically integrated company. So they grow it, they harvest it, they process it, they bottle it all within one facility. So I thought, okay, that's what I want for control. I mean, you know, dietitians, we tend to be a little bit, you know, controlling type A. Mm -hmm. So I felt comfortable working with this company. So now I, I offer this to my clients under my Janibus wellness label. And it's really, it, it makes me feel good when I can rec recommend this to a client because I've had clients come to me and say, yeah, I tried CBD. It didn't help. Well, what did you try? What brand did you try? Did you buy it at the gas station? Did you buy it at a convenience store? Because unfortunately, there are a lot of people getting on board that may not have the best, um, they're not really thinking of the customer. So they're bringing out products that are not high quality because it's expensive. I mean, good quality CBD that's organically grown is expensive. I was in Colorado last week and chatting oh. with my friends that live there and they were telling me how the pumpkin patch down the road wasn't doing pumpkins anymore because it was, <laughs> it was, going, it was growing hemp that. because they were going to make bath bombs. And I was like, are you, I don't know about this. I know. I don't know I, about these bath bombs and lip balms, but we got a good chuckle out of it later because our kids were wildly in the bathroom. We're like, actually, I'll take some of those CBD bath bombs now. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yeah. So that's the concern. It's like when it starts to get so popular, people want to put it in everything and then it gets, you know. Exactly. I don't know if anyone's really checking this. I feel like they're probably not because other supplements, nothing's being checked. Food, we have right. adulteration and nothing gets checked. So why right. would this be any different? It's just that mm -hmm. I always have to second question myself because of the you know because of the, the the federal piece but you just kind of dispelled some of that because if it's under the hemp umbrella you know it's really it's pretty much free-for-all sort of sort well of. it is but that's why when when people are looking for a product they need to ask a is it organically grown because cannabis and hemp are bioaccumulator plants which means that they draw toxins out of the soil so for me organically grown is is just it has to be for me to use it myself and for my family to use it. Mm -hmm. The other thing is you want to ask for independent lab testing. So if they write 25 milligrams CBD on the label, how do you know that that's really true? And clearly the FDA found that it wasn't true with 70% of the products. So ask for independent lab analysis to prove that what's on the label is really in the product. Right. And you want to go with a company that has knowledgeable people who can answer your questions. 
I'm seeing a shift happen for a long time on supplement dispensaries. You couldn't get any CBD products or you had to buy them just independently from the company. It's not really the case now. I see them kind of coming in. Um, so things are relaxing a little bit is what that tells me. I see that mm-hmm. some companies kind of tout, and I might not get the terms proper. I haven't looked at my resources for all. Is it broad? Spe- it's not broad spectrum. Mm-hmm. It's like bioflavin. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking no, about right broad now? broad spectrum. Oh, yeah. There's, there's full spectrum and broad spectrum. And then the thing about the, the cannabis and hemp plants is there are so many not only are there over 100 cannabinoids but there are also terpenes and these are the things that give the smell to the plant so for example lavender if you smell lavender that smell that you get that's from the terpene linalool well linalool is also found in hemp and cannabis and it's relaxing so you want a product that has all the terpenes and the flavonoids and the antioxidants together in the plant. Broad spectrum means that you've got the CBD along with these other healthy uh, uh, sort of synergistic compounds. Full spectrum means the same thing, but it also has THC. Mm. So my products do not have THC. Got it. They have um, just it's broad spectrum, not full spectrum, because I have a lot of people who uh, they have they're drug tested. Right, totally, totally. So that's a that's a labeling piece as well. If it says broad spectrum, it should not show up in a blood test. Technically, this is where it's tricky though, because because right. you have to be able to trust your person. Then you have to be able to trust yes. the manufacturer. So we're going back to yes. choosing the high quality. You know, what are the tips for choosing high quality CBD? It's organic because. Uh, draws toxins because hemp and mar- or cannabis draw, to- draw toxins out of the soil and independent lab-, lab testing. Now you have to go right. ask for this independent lab testing. Typically, yes. a lot of times it's not just out there online. A lot of typically, times. I mean, I put mine on my website. So under each product, I have the certificate of analysis and the independent lab testing. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes you will have to ask. And if they say it's proprietary, then just walk away. Right. I-, I asked a-, a major company for that information and how much CBD was in their product. And they said that was proprietary. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Moving on. Lots of other, there's lots of others like you. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about how much CBD someone should take to start um, and what form to use. In fact, what form is really interesting to me? Like liquid capsules, what delivery forms is it in? Are there certain delivery, delivery forms that help it be better absorbed? Talk to us about that. Yes. So there are lots of options. You can get a sublingual that you put under your tongue. So it's a it's a CBD oil. You put it under your tongue. I have a peppermint flavored one. You hold it for a minute or two. Then you swallow. And in about 15 minutes, it's absorbed into your bloodstream. I have another tincture that's water soluble that actually takes effect much quicker because of this nanotechnology, the the fat molecules are so small that they're absorbed directly through your mouth, your esophagus as soon as you, as soon as you ingest it. Then there are soft gels. So you, they look like little vitamin E uh, gels and you take that and that takes longer to take effect. It can take an hour or more to take effect, but it's longer lasting. So if someone is on a sort of a maintenance dose that they just, I mean, I just take 10 milligrams every morning. So after a couple of weeks, you just have an amount of CBD in your blood that's fairly Mm -hmm. consistent. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so that's not really good for episodic severe pain. Like, ah, you know, you wouldn't pop a, a soft gel. You would then take something that's faster acting. Smoking, uh, inhaling is actually the fastest. It's one to three minutes. So if people use either medical cannabis or you can also vape CBD, it works quite quickly. There are also topicals. So you can rub a topical on a knee, an elbow, TMJ, migraines, a joint pain, uh, and something where you have pain in one area. You put the topical right there, and that's where it exerts its effect. It goes through four layers of your skin, and it provides anti-inflammatory and pain relief right where you put it. But you're not going to put it on your knee and think it's going to help your neck pain. Mm -hmm. That you would want more of a system-wide, like a tincture or a soft gel. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. That's great on the forms. Okay, so how do people know how much to take? And I feel that this mm -hmm. varies a lot. And this is where it's tricky if something's not labeled properly. Are we looking for just milligrams? You know, this is tricky because the therapeutic dose can vary from two milligrams for someone up to 50 or 100 for someone else. It depends on what you're treating. For generalized anxiety, some people really can take a tincture and just get five milligrams. You'd have to do that two or three times a day because it's not as long acting. And, and that's all they need. If you have severe pain, typically you'll need a bigger dose, but not always. So it's really hard to give dosing guidelines. What I tell people is start low and go slow. So you start with three or four or five milligrams. Do that for several days to a week. If you're seeing the results you want, you've got your dose. If you say, oh, now I still have pain or I still have anxiety or my, my irritable bowel is still um, acting up, okay, well, then let's increase it. And you, we keep doing that until we find that perfect dose, whether it's 10 milligrams, 15 milligrams, 5 milligrams, or, or whatnot. So I don't use CBD a whole lot in practice because it mm -hmm. seems it tends to be kind of an expensive um, supplement. What yes. do you think that the market price is that, um, and I understand that this could vary greatly, but you, you pay attention. So what do you think the market price range is for a quality CBD? What should you expect to pay for however you want to measure it, you know, to mm -hmm. try, try to make it equal. What do you think? Well, it does vary. I mean, I have products that go from $26 for dog and cat chews up to 132 for a water-soluble tincture. But what you need to look at is the price per milligram. Mm -hmm. So my daughter, who was, she's 27, and she's kind of like a straight-laced dietitian-y kind of girl like her mother and when I told her I was doing this she was horrified she's like mom I can't believe you're doing this I was like you saw what it did for grandpa people need to know about this so and then a few months later she sent me an article that was in the New York Times and it was talking about how the models are all using CBD on their feet when they walk the runway it's anti-inflammatory helps reduce swelling whatever she said and it's also said it was good for acne so she said, Mom, can you hook me up? And I was like, okay. So until you could find a use for yourself or until you see how it helps you or a loved one, it's, it's kind of hard to wrap your, wrap your arms around this. But the, the, the brand that was quoted in this New York Times article was a cream for feet. For, it was a topical, and it was $60. Now, my topical is $128, and I thought, whoa, a $60. And I looked at it, and that was for 100 milligrams of CBD. My topical is 1,000 milligrams 
of CBD. So mine is a medical grade topical. It's not a cream, like you said, people are adding it to, you can go to Sephora and Bed Bath and & Beyond and all these places that are just adding a little bit of CBD or, you know, I'm not sure about the quality of those products. So you have to look at the price per milligram. So, you know, mine vary from 12 to 14 cents per milligram, which is on the lower end of what's out there. This other company, it was 60 cents per milligram. Because there's so a, I think, a thousand yeah. milligrams in your entire bottle, right? We're looking yes, at the entire exactly. bottle. That's the only, the only way to look at it, really, right? Exactly. Okay. Yes. Yes. And when you look at a tincture, for example, the water-soluble tincture that I have says a thousand milligrams. That's in the whole bottle. It's one, It's a one-ounce bottle. And there are 1,100 drops in that bottle because, of course, I counted them. And so each drop has almost one milligram of CBD. So that's the kind that you put a couple of drops in your water or your juice or your coffee. Okay, got it. Yeah. How's it taste if it's in a tincture in the water? Just curious. Gut reaction question. You know what? No. Interesting, because that's the only product that really doesn't taste great. It's got almost a quinine-y taste to it. Mm -hmm. So I have clients who, who say it doesn't bother me in the least. I've only had one client, and I've sold hundreds of bottles, who said, I just I can't do it because she uses it for migraines. And when she's already feeling nauseous, she, just, she does not like the taste. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you put one drop in one ounce, it's perfectly tolerable. So people will get a water bottle, a 16 ounce water bottle and just put six or eight drops. They don't taste it at all. I have other clients who have severe pain who put, you know, eight drops in one ounce of water. Now that doesn't taste great. And they say, I don't care. I just chug it like a, like a shot. And then I have a sip of juice or something afterwards. It's good when you put it in lemonade because that masks the taste. What was the action time of a water-soluble tincture? It doesn't matter. Like, there's not a difference Minutes. in action time. Okay. So that's the Minutes, action time. How, yeah. long does it, how long does it last after that? About four to five hours is okay. what I'm finding. Yeah. Got it. Okay, cool. Um, so let's talk about one of my – I don't know why this is the only stat I can remember off the top of my head from the last <laughs> time I heard you present. Uh, when used in mice, it helped heal their broken bone twice as fast. <laughs> I'm glad that you remember that. I think one. it may have been a rat, Krista. A rat, it yeah, that makes like more a, sense. A rat study, sense. yeah. In the rat study, they had these these rats with broken femurs, and they gave half CBD and half didn't get CBD, and the bones healed twice as fast, and they were stronger afterwards, which is crazy. I mean, that's one of the reasons I take CBD because. You know, I'm kind of thin and osteoporosis is in my family. So I think I need to get my bones stronger. So we need a lot more research, obviously. That was a rat study. But, you know, in the, the reason, of course, you know, that we don't have more studies, we have a lot. I'm not going to say there aren't a lot of studies out there. And I have probably 200 on my website, uh, decent studies that have shown the benefit of CBD. But the, um, the, the federal sort of standing of cannabis has prohibited a lot of research. So if you get federal funds in your university up until, well, still, if you can't really do research on cannabis, if you get federal funding, which is absolutely insane. And I'm hoping that will be changed. There's a lot. I mean, the cat is out of the bag now. I really feel that way, that people are finding relief People are, are getting off opioids, they're, they're decreasing their anti-anxiety meds, and they're really finding relief using CBD. So 
I don't think there's no going back. And I think it will change federally and cannabis will not be schedule one in the next, hopefully in the next year that will change. Yeah, my biggest applause is definitely for a better alternative to hardcore pain meds that people get on and for little things and then they're addicted to it. And it's a travesty for people. It, it, ruins, it ruins families. You um, know, two weeks ago, Krista, a neighbor, her daughter, who's 16, she had her wisdom teeth out and they gave her a prescription for, I think my neighbor said, was it 30 Percocets? And she contacted me and she said, she took one, they made her nauseous can we come over and get some of your tincture? And they did. And she said it was night and day that the tincture helped with her pain and didn't make her nauseous. So, I mean, people are finding that it's working. And I, I can tell you who's not happy about this. And that's the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah. Well, because they stand that's, always, that's always the discussion, isn't it? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So, well, they got a lot of money, so. Yeah, yeah. they do. <laughs> so let's talk about this speedy healing. Have you seen this manifest in other cases, stories, et cetera? Um, so we talked about the bone healing, but is there other times that people are working on healing from, let's say, a surgery or something where you've seen things mm -hmm. speed up or you're not really sure? Well, yes. I, in fact, I have two people right now. One guy is having back surgery on Friday, and his wife contacted me and said, I want to come over and make sure we have enough for post-surgery. I have um, a dietitian colleague who has uh, irritable bowel, celiac disease, and she's been using the CBD for a couple of weeks, and she has said it's made a remarkable difference. She almost can't believe it because dietitians, we're kind of skeptical. You know, we're very science-based, and if there aren't double-blind, placebo-controlled, randomized studies, we question it. And I questioned it for a long time. She's finding great results. She's also having surgery and wanted to make sure that she had another bottle on hand so that she wouldn't have to go with the, with the pain meds. Mm -hmm. So what do you say about people um, that think is maybe a bit of a band-aid. So let's say that there's a root cause of someone's migraine or someone's other pain, rheumatoid arthritic pain or whatnot. It's an autoimmune thing that can be helped. With, I mean, dietitians speak here that can be helped with food and other anti-inflammatory things. Do we think that yes. when we use CBD, uh, for these conditions, is it long-term or if you go off the CBD, then symptoms return? What do you think about this? Well, you know, if you're using it for pain, for example, migraines or, or an inflammatory condition or an autoimmune disease, and you take it and you find relief, if you go off it, I guess it would be like any other medication that the symptoms would likely return. Now, there is some healing that occurs, so potentially healing of the gut. There's some turnover of the, of the lining of the gut that I've read about that CBD can help to encourage. So... You know, I don't know because most of the people that find really great relief tend to stay on it. Mm -hmm. uh, and the people that have contacted me and said, you know, I saw some improvement. And, and I do want to say CBD does not work for every person in every condition. Mm -hmm. So it works for a lot of people, but it is not this this magical cure-all for mm -hmm. everything that's going on out there. Mm -hmm. But I've had people contact me and say, you know, I felt like it helped a little bit, but, you know, again, it's not cheap. And they said, so I decided not to not to get more. And then four or five days later, they contact me and say, and they say, okay, I didn't realize how much it was helping me. Now I need more. 
Yeah, I've so, heard things like that related to many things. Sometimes you don't yeah, know how but, good it is till it's not as but, good anymore. Exactly, but you can take a microdose often. So if someone has severe pain, let's say that they need 25 milligrams to really take care of that pain, once that's done, I tell people, start cutting back and see what that dose is. Maybe you can just take five milligrams a day and it will keep things in check. I have people who have migraines who take a small dose every day and then when they feel the migraine coming on, they use the topical salve on their forehead, which when I heard that this might work, I thought it was a bunch of, you know, kaflui. Uh, but I read a study that said that it worked and I, I've had three clients now with migraines who say it actually works. You put the topical right on your head where it work, where the pain is and then you might have to do that two or three times and it can it's not going to completely it will abort a big migraine you still might have a little bit of a headache but i've got clients who swear by that i think it would help understand so I think I'm understanding why it would subside if you go off. Because if you think about the physiology of what's going on in the endocannabinoid system, let's talk about the phys- I just really love understanding how things work. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't it cool? Yeah. I mean, in this, you didn't, I'm sure you didn't learn about the endocannabinoid system in your training. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't either. And even now, do you know, Krista, that only 15% of med schools teach about the endocannabinoid system and medical cannabis. Yeah, maybe it's, in another 20 but, years. <laughs> well, I'm hoping in another two years. I mean, I, and again, it probably has to do with that federal legal status that they're afraid, which is well, absolutely and, insane. And, I mean, really, you can't teach what you don't know. And so we're still absolutely. really trying to learn things. And it's someone's got to be a pioneer and yes. do a really great job with the education piece. And then everyone has to catch up. So it's it's a bit yes. of work here. You know, it's not it right. just happen. Mm-hmm. So it's not like the CBD companies are going out to people's offices and explaining it all. I don't see that I, that's happening so much. But I am. I'm actually doing that. I've done grand rounds at my hospital. I've done training for nurses, social workers, dietitians. Any chance I get, I go out and I go to and I try to educate health professionals about this. Yeah, because we need to know. Yeah, and that's um, that is a valiant thing that you do. Um, we don't have to talk about this, but I, <laughs> I wonder if you get paid as well as a drug rep. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not really sure. Not. I don't know. I don't really know. Um, <laughs> that's a good point. Let's talk about the physiology here a little bit of what's actually going on. So the I'm going to let you explain it because you're more graceful with the words. So go ahead and tell us what's <laughs> we'll going see. on in the brain and the endocannabinoid system. And we get cannabinoids okay. from all over, right? Right. So we have an endocannabinoid system in our bodies. It's the largest neurotransmitter system in the body. We make two or more, but we know about two endocannabinoids that we make every day. We make anandamide, and that's called the bliss molecule. We also make 2-AG, which is highly neuroprotective. So we make these cannabinoids all the time in our body, and we have receptors in our brain, from head to toe, really, in our brain, in our immune cells. We have all these receptors, and we have these cannabinoids. We also have enzymes that break down the cannabinoids, break down anandamide, for example. So I'm going to make anandamide right now, and it's, it's called the bliss molecule. So I'm feeling good, but there's an enzyme in my body that breaks it down. Okay, so maybe now I'm not feeling as good. If you produce more anandamide genetically, then you tend to have much less anxiety. 
If you do, if your body doesn't, just like when some people don't make enough thyroid hormones, some people don't make enough insulin. So what do you do? You take thyroid medication, you take insulin. If you don't make enough anandamide and you take CBD, what it does is it allows your body to keep more anandamide in your blood. It What it really does is it decreases that enzyme that breaks down the anandamide. So now you've got more anandamide, which is why it works so well for anxiety. Because you're keeping more of this anandamide. And anandamide now is what we think the runner's high, that we always said, oh, it's endorphins. Mm -hmm. They've done research and they show that when, when you go out for a runner, you exercise, your anandamide levels increase. So that's why we have a runner's high. That's why you feel good after you exercise. It's really quite amazing when you when you think about it. And the 2AG being neuroprotective, I have a, a brand new client. I just heard from his mom today. He had a concussion, a sports injury. She contacted me. She said, I need to get him on some CBD. I've heard it's helpful. I said, yes, it is. So she got some, uh, she got 25 milligrams for uh, this, this kid. He's been taking it for a week. So she emailed me. In fact, I, okay, this email came in 10 minutes ago. I said, how has he improved? She says, no headaches, mental fog, or sensitivity to light and sound. He, he hasn't tried to work out yet, giving it more time. Also able to read and watch TV. I mean, this kid, and it's been weeks since his concussion, weeks. And she said, I wish I had done this sooner. I said, listen, you're doing it now. The U.S. government has a patent on CBD as a neuroprotectant and antioxidant. The NIH was looking for substances that would help with neurodegenerative diseases, and they found that CBD had the most potential, so they got a patent on it. They were awarded in 2003, a patent. Oh, that was a long time so, ago. It's a long time ago. So they know, they know that this is really good and has medical benefits. Yeah, and to reiterate, if we're talking neuroprotective antioxidant, this is good for Alzheimer's, it's good for dementia. Yes, these, Parkinson's, these, right, ALS, these all sorts of things, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, I have, a, I have many clients who are in assisted living facilities who are taking CBD, and their, their loved ones have told me there's a, a huge decrease in agitation because sometimes with Alzheimer's they get very agitated. I noticed, I witnessed this with my aunt, and it's it, that neurocalming effect is so beneficial to elderly people. This is where I love to hear the stories because I think that the options for them before were crap. Um, Absolutely. And so I love I love to hear that it's, there's a much more gentle approach that gets mm -hmm. results. So that makes yes. me really happy. So to recap here, we've got this neurotransmitter system, the largest ones, endocannabinoid system. In my brain, I feel like you fill these endocannabinoid receptors. So if we go off the CBD, if we're if we're filling these, and just correct me here, if we're filling mm -hmm. the receptors and everything is good to go, then mm -hmm. we get these we get these side effects, these beneficial side effects. And if the receptors are not full and that might happen when we go off of CBD, possibly, um, then we would lose some of those benefits. Is that as simple as it could be or not really? Not quite. You know, <laughs> I would, I would say that that is likely, but I don't think we have enough, enough history because really, I mean, it's only been, I didn't know any, I didn't even know what CBD was three years ago. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I don't have a lot of sort of long-term data to show 
that, but it makes sense, right? That if you, if you go off of it, but again, you can take a microdose. That's what I'm banking on that you can just take. I mean, I take a very small dose every day. So if you just take a little bit every day, I think that would be enough to keep that endocannabinoid system in, in good shape. But you should also eat an anti-inflammatory diet. You should also exercise to raise your anandamide levels and keep the system, you know, going smoothly. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay, let me go back and recap some some things that are important. So we talked about how if the CBD comes from hemp, then you should have a negative blood test. Um, so mm, the, well, the, let me just clarify. Yes, if yes. the CBD comes from hemp, hemp can legally have 0.3% THC. So that's if you get CBD from hemp, it does not mean you will have a negative drug test. It means that you could have a negative drug test if there is the legal amount of THC. So you have to ask for a product that is zero THC if a drug test is a, uh, a possibility in your in your job. Okay, so that's an option. Um, mm -hmm. And you can get uh, hemp-based CBD with 0% THC. Yes. And yes. you'd think that if that's the case, that they're going to say this on the label, but you always have to go back and check each brand. Mm -hmm. So this is why mm -hmm. it's a challenge to walk into any store and to buy a product if you haven't first checked out the brand and gotten their peer-reviewed stuff. Like yes. it's pretty hard. It's It would be pretty hard for you to walk out of this, like to go drive mm -hmm. somewhere while you're listening to this interview, go pick up something and then know that it's going to be great. I mean, that's right. really what this boils down to. Exactly. Unless you go to janibuswellness.com. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. The new piece. Yes. Okay. So CBD on its own cannot make you high. Correct. I just want to go through these like, uh, Correct. these quick, these quick little yes. like, just myths, et cetera. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's really the THC pieces. You have to have 0% in the hemp. Um, what a, what else? What else do we need to know about THC versus CBD? Anything? I feel like you kind of went over that at the very beginning. Um, yeah. They're both, they're both, um, they're, are they both, they're not terpenes. They're both something. What are they both? They're, they're both cannabinoids, cannabinoids and the plant, the plants both contain terpenes, healthy terpenes. THC is probably, it's a little bit better for appetite in, you know, increasing appetite. Uh, CBD can do that, but THC is really known for that, the mm -hmm. munchies. Yeah. Uh, so if someone is uh, undergoing chemo or some of our elderly population, they just don't have an appetite, then a little bit of THC is not a bad thing for them. If you balance THC with CBD, you will not get that psychotropic effect. So you can have, let's say you have two milligrams of THC, as long as you have uh, six, I'm going to say six or eight milligrams of CBD to balance it, you will not get high. Yeah. Okay. It, one to one, you'll, you know, you'll probably get a little bit high, but it will still temper it. So you definitely want to temper unless you want to get high, then, you know, go with THC. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, CBD from hemp is not the only source of cannabino cannabidiol, cannabinoids in plants correct like we had yeah, an episode I mean, about this actually <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know of a lot of plants that have a significant amount of uh, cannabinoids really cannabis and hemp are are the the biggest bang for your buck as far as cannabinoids go i think that the confusing ish part is when we say that there's a cannabinoid system it's almost like so what our body has a CBD system that we always knew about. We just happened. Like, I think it got named. I don't know how the names came in order here, but I think it's right. just that coincidentally sounds the same. Basically. I think that's kind of confusing. 
Well, yeah, because we do make two of our own cannabinoids. So, you know, there are 100 in the cannabis plant, but because we make these two, the anandamide and the 2-AG, our, our body is set up to handle these cannabinoids anyway. So when you introduce cannabinoids from hemp or cannabis, it just sort of works its way into that system, which is why really it's been used for thousands of years medicinally for GI issues, for, I mean, Queen Victoria used it for her menstrual cramps. I mean, this is not, I mean, doctors carried around uh, cannabis and willow bark that's now aspirin, you know, throughout throughout the centuries, so. Mm -hmm. So is... Is cannabis a gateway drug? No. <laughs> Would you like me Period. to respond on that? Yeah, Period. It's not. It's more of an exit herb. It has helped numerous people get off of opioids because what it can do, three things. If you, like, for example, this, this young neighbor of mine, if she were someone else, she might have said, oh, yeah, this, this makes me feel good. The Percocet, the whatever, the Oxy, yeah, it's helping my pain. And, man, I really feel good. By using... CBD instead of that, you can prevent people from becoming addicted. If someone is addicted, you can introduce cannabis or CBD and they can lower their dose of the uh, opioids. And then it can help people get off of them because it helps to manage the symptoms, the withdrawal symptoms. I mean, no, nobody wants to be an addict, an opioid addict, but when they try to stop, the physical symptoms are so horrific that they can. So if you can introduce cannabis or CBD to decrease those symptoms, to decrease the nausea, the anxiety, the pain, then they have a higher success success rate of getting off of opioids. And states that have medical marijuana programs have seen a 30% decrease in opioid overdoses. Mm, I like so, this one too. Thanks for that. I like that's sure. another applause point. The elderly, <laughs> the the neurodegenerative, and yes. getting people off of uh, harder drugs. So, do we know are there negative effects uh, from CBD? Well, I don't want to say no because again, it, we're still early on. The side effects, the most common side effect, is more vivid dreams. So people tend to remember their dreams more. And then there are three things that are un unlikely but potential. One is a little bit of fatigue when you first start taking it because of that neurocalming effect. So some people say, yeah, I was a little tired that first week I took it. Some people, a dry mouth, I really haven't heard that with CBD. That's definitely more common with THC. And then I had one client out of hundreds who said they felt a little bit lightheaded when they first started taking the CBD. And that's that's a that's a potential because CBD does, it, it is a vasorelaxant. Mm -hmm. So it is possible that, that someone could get lightheaded if they have very low blood pressure to begin with. Sure, that does make sense. Mm -hmm. So we've covered a lot of stuff today. I think we've covered like a great 101 here. The big thing that I hear again and again is that for this, you know, in this topic, there needs to be quality, quality yes. control. And that's an ongoing thing that will always be an ongoing thing and education. Mm -hmm. And that is yes. a long going thing too. I mean, the more educated we are, the better, you know, it's, I, this has been like a long-term motto. Education is your best defense in life. Right. <laughs> to improving. Absolutely. So, sure. So if you had to leave us with, uh, you know, one piece of this, you know, if someone's listening to this and they're feeling kind of enlightened, what's one mm -hmm. thing you want to share with them today? You know, I think I would say, don't be afraid. I have so many clients that I work with that say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm afraid. I, I, 
you know, I, I don't know enough about it. And I get that because that's where I was with my dad a few years ago. None of us, my dad was like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. And I was like, oh, I don't know about this. But educate yourself. Talk to people who know about this. And don't be afraid to try it. Right. Janice, where can people find you? Janibuswellness.com. So it's cannabis with a J. Uh, com. I have resources, tips, information, and then from there they can reach out to me either through my website or my email is jnbissix at gmail.com. So if anyone has questions, I'd be happy to answer them via email or we could set up a call and do it that way. Thank you so much, Janice. And, you know, honestly, thank you for creating your own, like partnering and and white labeling your own supplements, because honestly, I mean, quality is the problem. So if you already know a lot, it sits that you probably are getting driven crazy by things not being high quality. So thanks. Thanks for working on a high quality product. Last time I had heard from you, I didn't know that you had um, added that piece. And I think that's what people are looking for at the end of the day. It's like, sure, I'm like, now that I know the research, fantastic. But tell me how I can implement this, you know, like, yes, we still we still want to just know that at the end of the day. So right. Okay. Um, super fun as usual. And next time we have, uh, I think this is a great episode where if people want to go to the website, uh, less stressed life or less stressed and get, leave a little message and speak pipe. If we get enough questions, we can ask Janice uh, maybe we can have a quick follow-up to go over some questions. It'd be a fun one. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. One of the best gifts you could give us at The Less Stressed Life is your feedback. We are paid in podcast reviews. If you enjoyed this or any other episode, please leave us a review. In the iTunes store or from your podcast app, just search for Less Stressed Life as if you're not already subscribed. Click on the banana face image, scroll to the bottom where it shows the text of other reviews, and write a review. While you're there, hey, make sure you hit subscribe. For Android or Stitcher users, you gotta go to the desktop site and search for Less Stress Life, and then scroll down to leave a review. Stitcher doesn't load Apple reviews on their site, so if you want, you can leave a review in both places. Your feedback means a lot to the success of the show. Thanks so much for taking the time to do that. You rock. 